This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 421, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 26th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 421 as we take a look at some of the uh, selected releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 26th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is our weekly reviews episode. It's going to be a little shorter than usual. Uh, it's going to be coming out, I guess, on Friday, November the 4th, otherwise known as Doctor Strange Day. Uh, so this episode's a little bit later than normal. Um, just been a busy week. Uh, I've mentioned, I think, a few months ago I'm in a, a new job, which means that podcasting is a little harder to get done uh, in a, as timely a manner as I would like. Uh, also this week, uh, it was the World Series. Uh, even though my beloved Blue Jays were not in the World Series, I was still paying attention, following along. Uh, my wife and I, uh, I... Pick. I buy hats at every stadium I go to, and I've only been to, I think, nine so far. Uh, of those, though, I had been to Cleveland and had been to Chicago, so I had both a Cubs hat and an Indians hat, and my wife decided, no, I'm going to support the Cubs, uh, not the Indians who beat the Blue Jays and knocked them out of the uh, of the uh, playoffs this year, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to root for the Indians. So for a week, I was wearing an Indians hat, she was wearing a Cubs hat, and she prevailed, uh, or at least her team did. In this case, and they ended 108 years of bad luck. Uh, so I guess we could stop saying poor cubbies, and now suddenly they're the uh, they're the strong ones. They're the ones who actually win. Anyways, so let's talk about comics that came out this. Uh, well, I guess a little bit more than a week ago now. Um, some of the highlighted releases that came out past week uh, included Action Comics, Batgirl, the launch of Batman Beyond, new issues of Blue Beetle, Deathstroke, De- uh, Detective Comics, Doctor Fate. I'm actually surprised it's still running. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Hellblazer, Mad Magazine, Scooby Doo Team Up, Suicide Squad, uh, the first issue of Teen Titans, uh, Titans Number Four, uh, Wonder Woman Saga, Agents of Shield. I think it was might have been the last issue. Uh, there was a Deadpool, Extraordinary X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, Moon Girl, Level Dinosaur, Miss Marvel, Nighthawk, Punisher Annual, Silver Surfer, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Star Wars, Star Wars Poe Dameron, and Ultimates number 12. And then the, also the books I actually had a chance to read. So first up, we've got All New, All Different Avengers number 15, which I believe is actually the last issue of this title in a really weird way to end the book. Like, it, I just it feels like the book really ended... Not even with a whimper, like almost less than a whimper if that's possible. Uh, it feels like the book just kind of ended. Um, we have it getting, you know, em- embroiled in the Civil War, and, and they kind of take a moment to uh, kind of walk away and say, well, this is, this is, while all this stuff is happening, Thor goes to Heimdall to ask a question, and he tells her a flashback story about uh, Thor and the original Avengers fighting Doctor Doom, and and it's a you know it's all well and good it's a, it's a fun little story, but that that's it, and um, it just it, and it was short too, like it was not a very long issue, just in way that some of the pages were double page spreads, so you really felt like you got even less. Um, and obviously the story continues in Champions, which is already launched, as well as Avengers 1, uh, which actually came out this past week on November, I guess, the 2nd. Um, so, I mean, this issue was fine. It, it wasn't bad by any means, but it just felt just very odd. It was written by Mark Wade, artwork by Adam Cupert. It just, it looked great. I mean, no one can dispute the way that it looked, and I like the, uh, the color palette on the flashback sequences to the classic Avengers. Uh, it just very much felt like... An issue that didn't matter, or and that the series just felt like it got weirdly ended. Like 
some of these books, at least they have some sort of end point, and then you feel like, okay, well, and then when they launch again, there's some new natural point. Um, the new Avengers series is still by Mark Wade. Our work instead is going to be by, by Mike Del Mundo. So we have a different artist, but for a book that's had rotating creative teams, that doesn't necessarily mean as much. When you've had Mahmoud Azrar and Andy, Q- uh, sorry, Adam Kubert already illustrating the only all different Avengers. Um, I, and I think this is kind of a, an era in Avengers history, which is going to be looked back at as kind of an odd one. Uh, we had some good stories, some solid stories, but by the time you kind of get going, you tear the team apart and then you, push off some of the the characters that I would say arguably are the lifeblood of this team that really made it exciting, the three new younger kids, and you put them off into their own book, which is great for them, but not so good for the fans of the Avengers. Um, so it's just very odd. I'm going to give this a 7. I think it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't, I don't think it was an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think the art was very good. I think the story was fine for what it was, but it wasn't necessarily giving you a lot to go on either. It just, the whole thing kind of felt like a very odd affair. Uh, next up is Steve Rogers' Captain America. This is issue number six. Um, this I'm very torn on. It's written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Javier Pina. Um, I think the parts of the issue that are embroiled in Civil War II, I really could have cared a lot less about. I just didn't find them all that interesting or engaging. Um, however, the components, which are a flashback to Steve Rogers' new kind of rebuilt history thanks to Kobik, I thought was actually really thrilling and interesting. Um, we'll see where they, where this goes. It just it feels like it really gets affected by Civil War II's relative inertia and not being all that engaging in a storyline. Um, and so I, I think it really does hurt it. Um, I, those flashback moments are chilling and uh, really interesting to see what this version of Steve has had to deal with now that he's been having his past altered by Kobik. Um, I just think the, the current era stuff is not nearly as engaging or interesting, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is none other than Civil War Two issue number 6, finally, uh, by Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez. The art's great. Story leaves a lot to be desired. Um, that being said, the, the parts with um, Cap and Miles Morales I thought were actually really interesting and strong, colored somewhat by the fact that you know Cap's actually a bad guy right now, or he's actually under the influence of Hydra at the moment. Um, and it, it just feels like we have allegiances changing, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it... Has a, it's lacking a certain grounding. It's it's really hard to put it into words, and it's just that Riri Williams is just kind of here, and she doesn't even have a th- you know her name yet. It's weird. This I didn't think that Cyclops had already kind of met Nova, but he's meeting them here before they're actually part of the champions. Um, so it's kind of weird to see Miss Marvel and Cyclops and them together, um, just because champions didn't. Uh, issue number two, which I actually read this week, didn't necessarily feel like they had really knew uh, much about um, Cyclops already. Uh, the ending here with Miles Morales kind of, you know, going to this site of where he's supposedly going to be killing uh, Steve Rogers. I just, I just feel like there's no momentum in this book. I just don't feel like it's making me care. Like it just feels like it's. 
I don't know. I, I feel like the original Civil War, for all of its problems, and don't worry, it had many, um, it was just an exciting book. Like, yes, there was problems. Yes, the, some of the characters didn't always act necessarily as well as they should, but I just feel like there, it was a better overall story. Uh, there's a lot of talking here, and I, I just think it gets bogged down. Whereas if you read a thing like Civil War I, um, it had a lot of forward momentum. It was an action-packed story. Did it have holes? Absolutely. No event is perfect. Um, or, well, at least, well, maybe Secret Wars. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but it definitely, I think, got closer to the mark. Um, and I remember having a lot of issues with Civil War when it first happened, but Civil War Two is a completely different beast, and I don't think they should have called it Civil War. I think the first biggest problem is that they tied it to one of their most popular events and ended up being something that was much more of a snooze fest, uh, which is really unfortunate. I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna give this a five out of ten. It's um, the art's great, the story is just boring. Uh, next up is Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme. I really dug this. This is actually, I thought, very entertaining. Um, even though it's not by uh, Jason Aaron, that doesn't matter. It's still well done. It's by Robbie Thompson and Javier Rodriguez, which is a fantastic creative team. Um, we have a very much a Doctor Strange from current continuity dealing with um, the loss of, or the, the severe weakening of magic by the Empirical uh, over in the Doctor Strange main book. Uh, we have Merlin showing up and trying to um, bring Doctor Strange into, uh, you know, a, a series of actions with other Sorcerer Supreme throughout the you know time, including um, the ancient one when he's much much younger and not ancient at all. Um, also, including I think it was it Isaac Newton. I think it was or one of those old school guys from the Shield um, series by uh, Hickman and. Uh, Dustin Weaver, was it? Or Edwards? I can't remember now. Uh, we have a, a future version of Wiccan. Um, I'm enjoying this. I, I think it was a lot of fun to read. I'm excited to see where they go with it. It's co kind of a cool concept. We've seen Time Displays characters before, but this is kind of interesting because they're all people who hold the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme in different eras in time. Um, I'm really interested to read more of this. And, um, yeah, I, I really dug this. It was very solid. 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is New Avengers. This is issue 17, um, which is technically uh, another chapter in the Civil War II crossover uh, of this. Um, this remains one of the be better Avengers books that's out there. This is AIM vs. S.H.I.E.L.D. Part 6, if you choose to accept it by Al Ewing and Paco Medina. Um, some stuff is a little crazy, like Sunspot pretending to be Barack Obama. A little weird. Um, I do like the idea that we get a sense of um, what happened to the Maker during the end of Secret Wars and why he's still around and how he exists in all these different universes and he's got all these different slices. I thought it was actually really interesting to kind of get a sense of the inner workings of the multiverse uh, as to how this read kind of views things. Um, this was really entertaining, really interesting. Excited to just kind of see what happens next, especially now that we're going to be uh, leading up to the grand finale, so to speak. Um, no, I, I really dug this and I can't wait to see more um, sad that the book is ending because I just think it's got such a great sense of purpose and hopefully Avengers USA or whatever it's called uh, will be just as engaging I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 uh, this book has not disappointed since probably the first arc uh, the first arc I wasn't a big fan of and ever since then I've really been digging uh, what they've been putting together Next up is Prowler, number one. This is a tie-in to The Clone Conspiracy. Uh, it's by Sean Ryan. 
uh, who I've enjoyed actually for quite some time now. Um, the artwork um, is by Javier Sal Salteras doing the layouts and Jamal Campbell on the art with... Um, I guess Jamal Campbell's doing all of it in terms of the art. Um, I really like the sensibility in the in the colors and the pencils, uh, and I guess the inks as well. I like that we see Madame Webb here. I didn't realize we would see the character. Um, I liked all the flashbacks uh, with regards to Prowler's history and the fact that he's still trying to be himself, even with all these issues have happening. Um, the fact that he's kind of indebted to the... Um, into the Jackal now, and we definitely get a sense of some of the inner workings of what's going on in the Jackal's uh, overall kind of plan, which we haven't really gotten anywhere else, at least not like this. Um, I dug this. I thought it was great art and a, um, a story that really, you know, kind of captured my attention. I'm excited to see where they go with this and what's next. Um, I was probably more interested in this than I maybe expected to be, because um, it, it really felt like a very full and realized comic. Um, even though it's a tie-in, it doesn't necessarily feel like a tie-in in the best way possible. Because obviously it is, but it didn't necessarily feel like one, which is kind of nice. Uh, next up, we've got uh, The Flash. Um, this was kind of weird, but overall I enjoyed it. Um, it's by Joshua Williamson and, I guess, Corona on Art. Corona... Jorge Corona has a very different artistic style than uh, Carmine Digi Domenico, and unfortunately, I don't think it quite lives up to that style. Um, getting to see the two Wallies, you know, kind of fight with each other was kind of cool. I'm more interested in the idea that we're getting a sense of maybe we're going to get the real Jay Garrett back at, Jay Garrett back at some point. Um, this issue definitely felt weaker than recent efforts, and the art wasn't really up to stuff. It was a lot looser and I don't think it was nearly as solid. I'm going to give that a 5.5 out of 10. Um, next up we've got... what was after Flash? We've got... ooh yes, this was uh, entertaining as hell. This was Totally Awesome Hulk number 11 by Greg Pak and Mahmoud Razwar. Um, I'm such a huge fan of what Greg Pak's doing here. He's got a great sense of how he wants to write Amadeus Cho. Uh, Amadeus Cho here fighting Black Panther um, and then going up against a a monster that kind of feeds on um, emotions. Uh, very entertaining, or kind of an interesting ending where, um, you know, Amadeus is really filled with bravado. He always was, but him as the Hulk is almost more dangerous because now we can kind of back it up with strength, and that's not always enough. And it's interesting to see how it's impacting him as a character uh, and how he used to be and how you know he usually thought things through and was pretty smart and sometimes arrogant and would just kind of jump in. But there, he was always still smart. He was never missing things. And here he has to kind of reach out after something bad happens and be like, I, I need help. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. And I kind of liked how Pac was writing that because um, I feel like it's a very earned response based on how he's been developing the character throughout the last, you know, 11 issues. Um, so I really dug it. Next up is Venom Space Knight. This is issue 13 and the last issue. To be honest, it felt like a very quick read. It's written by Robbie Thompson, our work by Gerardo Sandoval, um, kind of ending the storyline of Venom coming back to Earth and being backed up by some of his recent friends that he's made as they try to stop Mania and the Hellmark. Um, it, it was definitely an ending. Um, the artwork wasn't my favorite. Um, 
It just it felt a little bit more crazy and not on the crazy scale that I ever really enjoyed with uh, this version of Venom. Um, I did like the last page though, where we actually got to see, you know, what Flash Thompson's Venom originally looked like swinging around with Mania. That I actually really dug, but the rest of the issue I found was, you know, a little forgettable. Um, it's just to see what the new Venom book will be like, given that this one kind of has an interesting ending that's kind of nebulous as to what we're really going to get next. Uh, and last, but most definitely not least, we have the last issue of Vision. This was tough. Um, so it's written by Tom King, artwork by Gabriel Hernandez Walta. It was just sad to see the book end. Um, this was an absolutely fantastic series. Um, very emotional, very sad, seeing what Vision had to deal with. Um, uh, it was just, it was a really heartbreaking issue to read. And, um, yeah, I, I actually don't even know what to say about it. It was just very, very sad and, um, heartbreaking, very heartbreaking. And, uh, and like the, the ending with, um, um, what's it, with, uh, Vision, you know, singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, like it was very, like haunting and, um, so sad that Tom King is done because uh, this book was absolutely phenomenal all the way through. The artwork was just perfect. It was a haunting, haunting book. Um, at times slow. Uh, it had its own sense of pacing and of style. It told a really interesting, intricate story of this character. Uh, it kind of backs back backs out some of the stuff here that Vision has done uh, so that he can be more usable. And maybe that's a little easy. Um, but I think it makes sense to do so because you don't want to render a character, you know, unusable or, you know, hard to pick up in the future because at the end of the day, this is all, you know, intellectual property that's going to be used again by someone else, uh, telling a different story. And that's just the way that modern comics goes. And Tom King gets that and he kind of resets the table to a degree and also sets Viv off up to uh, be part of the champions as well, which I'm glad that we're still going to get the character and see her progress now that she's away from the nightmarish book that this was. Uh, this book was a horror book. It was, it was a lot of different things. It was like a treatise on artificial intelligence. Like it was just fascinating how it was allowed to develop over time. And I'm going to probably give that a nine out of 10. It was definitely the strongest, I think one of the strongest books, the strongest book I read this week. And then if we take a look quickly, at some of the books that came out, or we're going to be talking about in our next reviews episode, which will be episode 423. Um, some of the highlights will include the following. Um, new, it's actually not as big a week coming up. We've got new issues of Aquaman, Batman, Cyborg, Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. Um, I guess that's just the collector's edition. So maybe, I think issue 6 actually already came out. Uh, the second issue of Death of Hawkman, new issue of Flintstones, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, uh, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Midnight and Apollo, Nightwing, Red Thorn, Shade the Changing Girl, Superman, which I've heard glowing things about, can't wait to read. A new issue of Seth and Bastards, finally after all this time. Super excited to get back to that. Uh, Marvel's output seems really small. Avengers, uh, number one, still launch. Champions, number two. A uh, new issue of Deadpool Mercs for Money, Death of X, Fool Killer with its first issue, uh, Moon Knight, Occupy Avengers number one, Scarlet Witch number 12, Spider-Man 2099 number 17, Spider-Woman 13, I've heard rave reviews about this, can't wait to read it, Spidey number 12, and Unworthy Thor number one, which I have already had a chance to read by the time this episode's gone up, and it was awesome. I cannot wait to talk about that one. 
So that will be our episode for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Our next episode will be coming up uh, probably in a day or two. Actually, this is going up on Friday, so probably tomorrow on Saturday. It'll be our Doctor Strange Spotlight episode talking about the upcoming film, uh, as we'll have seen it on release day, November the 4th. So I'm really excited to be chatting about that. Um, we should have Tibor Mate returning to the show, as well as Paul Scores, um uh, Chris, who's been on previous episodes, and we might actually have a new guest as well. So that is something great to look forward to with our next episode, episode 422. And then we're back with our reviews in episode 423. Uh, we should have some new interview episodes coming up shortly, so that'll be something exciting to look forward to as well. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.